Chris Russell and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Final hour of the big program. Wizards home tonight taking on the Bulls. We talked about this stretch of the first month of the season. We're going to find out a lot about them. Cap shorthanded last night and played like it, losing 5-2 to Ottawa last night. Caps jumped out quickly. Unfortunately, could not finish uh, the game off. And they're good at getting two nothing leads, Chris. They're really good at that. And it, it's it's a trait it's a trait that they've had under Peter Laviolette. You know, we start fast, start with a lot of vim and vigor coming out of the locker room. Unfortunately, not able to finish it last night. I will ask you this though: any early concerns about Darcy Kemper's goal? Uh, all, yeah, always, because there's been some um, – I didn't see a lot of the Ottawa comeback last night because between the football and the baseball and whatever, uh, I, you know, I saw the two power play goals, you know, and then all of a sudden they were down 3-2. And, and then, uh, you know, Ottawa iced it. Yeah, I mean, I was concerned on Monday night. I was concerned season opener. <laughs> I mean, I'm always concerned. I'm concerned about a lot of things. So um, if you – um, <laughs> how do I handle this? I'm not, <laughs> um, Hey, Matt, Tommy's calling my cell phone. So can you like, I don't know what to do. We're here. handling this, uh, behind stage okay. right now. All right. So you got it. You got we're it. Covered? Dealing with it right okay. Now. Okay. Right, Cause he's calling me on, on my cell. So is there something wrong with our phones? Somehow he ended up over on the, uh, WJFK lines. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, it's okay. Uh, we'll get him. We'll Shocker. get him in a sec. I mean, Shit. we'll get him in a sec. We love Tommy. We, we we have time for Tommy. We always make time for Tommy. Right? Yeah. So just to finish off your thought, I mean, um, yeah. I, know we're, I know we're only a handful of games in, but. Right. So, I, I mean, am, am I, like, scared? Am I, like, freaking out? No. Am I mildly concerned? Yeah. But I'm mildly concerned as much about the defense as I am and would be about Kemper. Right? I, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, even Monday night when they won, I was concerned. No, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, the the point is, is John Carlson's still a really good offensive player. Mm-hmm. He, he's a winger. He's a winger dressed up in a defenseman's body mm-hmm. um, because he's he, he might be even more suited to play, uh, you know, in an offensive capacity right now. I mean, I say that kind of facetiously tongue-in-cheek, but um, consistent effort on the defensive end right now, not only for him, but this team, whether, whether you're the goalie or whether Darcy Kemper's the goalie, or whether Ken Dryden comes out of, you know, uh, you know, come back to the Montreal Canadiens' glory of the 70s and is the goalie. If the defense doesn't play well uh, in front of the netminder, and if you're constantly turning over the puck, that's a massive issue uh, right now. So, you know, I mean, that, that that's the one thing that you have to hope uh, the Capitals do uh, find a way to get things in gear as they, they lose to Ottawa last night by a count of 5 to two. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Tommy Shepard. We see Matt talking to him right now. Um, Astros, no problem. Uh, getting by the Yankees, Alex Bregman smashes a three-run mm. shot. Uh, and the Astros pitching is just ridiculous. Yeah. Again, as I said, a a vote for Dusty is not necessarily an endorsement of the Astros, but certainly rooting. We can for, all be adults and, yeah, and root rooting for, for the guy. Astros right. manager. And a guy that we often root for on this show, of course, is your general manager of the Washington Wizards, Tommy Shepard, who joins us Right now, Tommy, Pete, and Chris here. Appreciate a few minutes this morning. How are you, sir? Tommy. Hey, I'd vote for Dusty. I tell you what. 
That's I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Thanks for making time for us, uh, as always. And congratulations, obviously, on the 1-0 start. Home opener tonight at Capital One Arena against a good Bulls team. Of course, it's here on the Team 980. Uh, but get your tickets and get out to Capital One Arena and support the guys. Tommy, uh, I, I guess we'll start with this. Uh, it's only one game in, but you made a lot of changes, as you did last offseason. It's hard until you get a larger sample size, but I, I assume you were pleased with what you got mostly on the defensive end except for a couple of skittish moments there uh, late in the fourth quarter on Wednesday yeah I tell you what you have no idea how hard it is just to win one game in the NBA mm-hmm. you know, day in day out it's a it's a miracle it, it, the things that have to happen down the stretch you know we, we learn from it you always learn more in a win from a loss, I think it's devastating. People don't quite re- retain it as well. I know that sounds crazy, but that was a that was a big time win to, to, for this team to set the tone defensively. I think we hit a lot of our uh, pregame goals, which really uh, I think we're going to hold every game everybody accountable for. But you know, we were able to keep their shooting percentage down and kept our turnovers down until late in the fourth quarter. And there was a lot of good things to take from it. So I'm excited. I love the depth. I love the new. The new players blending with the old, and, and uh, really, most importantly, I think Bradley Beal looked fantastic. Give mm-hmm. everybody a, a reminder of what he used to be, and he and Chris Stapps work well together. And Kyle Kuzma gave us a huge bump, and Will Barton did what he's supposed to do, and Rui did what he does, and you know it all kind of clicks together. And finishing the game with Delon Wright tells you, hey, defensively, we're not afraid to put him out there on anybody. You know, Tommy, we talk about, you know, interchangeable parts being so much of what basketball is now. We, we've we almost abandoned the number system, one through five, because, you know, you, we really don't play the game that way anymore. The fact that both Brad and Monte facilitated offense the other night, 12 assists between uh, the two guys with all of the interchangeable parts you have, is that something that Wes is is looking for? Is that a point of emphasis right now uh, with this group? Because for the first night... You know, I, again, this group didn't have a chance to play together last year because of Brad's injury. But I thought for the first night, uh, really excited to see that type of offense uh, being facilitated by both guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think you know we, sometimes we worry about stuff uh, probably a little too much. These guys are all professionals; they played together uh, in summer when we got everybody here. We had a couple of things happen this summer where guys got together. Uh, and had some camp, mini camp type of settings, and then obviously all through preseason. So we've seen them in practice. We knew it would click, but you don't know until you get out there and the and the popcorn's popping and the refs show up. So it was <laughs> it was a nice to see it all kind of fall into place. But you got to do it for 82, and we know that, and we know there's going to be some some super highs and some tough lows, and you just got to roll with the punches, keep going. But I'm really really excited about the progress this team has made from where we started uh, back in October or, you know, right, right early with training camp in late September to now. And I think there's going to be room for a, a ton of improvement, obviously, but I like the, the bones of it are pretty solid. No doubt. Uh, Tommy Shepard, president GM of your Washington Wizards with us as uh, always. He's so kind with his time. Uh, excited for the Wizards home opener tonight. Capital One Arena. Again, get your tickets or listen to it here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Wiz 1-0, Bulls 1-0. So should be a good Friday night in the nation's capital. Um, what did you guys learn now in hindsight about the 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 great start on on the surface ten and three whatever it was uh, and then things started to kind of go a little southward if you will in December um, 
And I know Wes had talked about like he was he was not happy about some things during that stretch, even though you guys were winning. What did you learn about the team then, and how maybe does it apply to this year's team, Tommy, in the early uh, stretch of the season? Because you've got you know you got a pretty competitive schedule coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I just never trust success and never believe failure is going to be <laughs> present all the time. You got to just stay level. You know, I think uh, I, as you guys kind of alluded to, we had a lot of changes, and that that probably had a lot to do with right. where we felt the team was last year to now. I, I don't live in the past. I, I learned from it, and I, I look at where we're going as being the barometer and how this group is performing. I don't think any season is the same. You know, if it, you you want to perform at a high level and you got to get better talent every year, and that was the goal this summer. Defensively, we've had it many conversations about how we can improve defensively. And I think when you add defensive-minded players and players with that on their resume, it's a lot better. And and I think we were able to set the tone that way. One player I'm excited to get out on the floor and, and for fans to see as he matriculates is Johnny Davis. And you know, Johnny was a Big Ten player of the year. is proven scorer, but where he is, it's, it's very rare. He's the rookie that's ahead defensively than on the offensive end. And, I mean, I, I can't tell you how rare it is to have somebody come in and be able to make an impact the way he has defensively in practice. Now he's got to be able to carry it out the games, but that's where I think he's going to find his minutes is we get him in there as a stopper and somebody that can uh, disrupt. And, and that's pretty exciting. And then the offensive end will come. And uh, yeah, he's proven he can do that in the collegiate level. The NBA is a whole different animal. But uh, where we were this time last year to where we are now, totally different vibe, totally different personnel and uh we don't look back we learn from it we move forward but uh, i love the character of this team i know wes has obviously had tremendous familiarity with monte and will but now having them seeing them every day yourself uh what are they bringing and are they even bringing more maybe than you thought that they would bring uh to this club right now yeah they certainly have you know you 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 watch players. Uh, we covered a lot of players around the league, but you don't know them until they're there. You don't know someone until you work with them. And um, that trade was really never made with with their relationship with West in mind as much as it was just trying to acquire talent. That was a bonus when we got them both, and West was really familiar with them. He'd been with, obviously, he was with Will longer as Will's been in the league longer. But he and Monty both, and and you know, he made the point. Monty really wasn't around his first two years. Monty was at the. Uh, was in the G League, and Denver doesn't have a team, so he actually spent most of his two years in Rio Grande Valley, who mm. were coached by Joseph Blair, one of our oh, assistant yeah. coaches. So oh. there was, there's all kinds of ties throughout between that and Monty, and uh, you know, Coos grew up together mm-hmm. in Flint, Michigan, went to school together, and then uh, Kyle played with, uh, he played with DeLon Wright in, in prep school and in college. So there was a lot of new players that had old ties, and that made it a lot easier. But Will is uh, everything we hope he'd be, a spark off the bench, can start if needed, and he can definitely bring the ball up, initiate the offense. And Monta is just he's a grinder. He's a tough, tough out. You know, when, you, when you're out there, he's going to give it to you at both ends. Willing passer, really good finisher around the rim. Uh, conceptually, defensively, he can do some things that are really helpful. You know, our biggest problem, we got to stop the ball, contain the dribbler. I think we got better rim protection with Gaff and with uh, mm-hmm. Perzingis, and I think that helps tremendously. But if if you're just constantly on rack attacks, it's, it's hard defensively. You're just going to be in the bonus most of the night your opponent will be. So we got to prevent fouling. 
and so far so good. But those two uh, leadership-wise have been tremendous as well. Uh, no doubt about it. Wizards president and GM Tommy Shepard, always kind enough to join us here on the Team 980 on the BetQL guest hotline. Again, home opener tonight right here on the Team 980 and as well at Capital One Arena. So if you are in the area, you should certainly go check out the one and woe Wizards as they take on the one and oh Chicago Bulls. You mentioned uh, you know, a couple of your bench guys, obviously. Pete and I talked about Anthony Gill yesterday morning. We, of course, talked about uh, Will Barton and, and Wright and Gaff and um, – you know, clearly you guys are better defensively, deeper, what have you. But all of a sudden, I mean, you already had lost Kispert from the t- uh, the trip to Japan, Tommy. We haven't had a chance to talk to you. That was a tough blow. And then Wednesday night, my gosh, I'm watching the game, and Denny Avdia is just doing a tremendous job defensively, and he sinks in in the low post, and pff, his ankle goes out. Now, I, I don't know what kind of medical update you can provide us, but how difficult is it to build and construct a roster and to make sure that you have enough depth when you already lose two of your key pieces one game into the season? Well, you know, I don't. Uh, that's part of the game. And Danny will be in uniform tonight. So okay. Don't don't cry too much for okay. me. Good. He's a he. He is a tremendous. Uh, when it when an initial pain comes in, I think he reacted to it. But he he's a warrior, and he's really really a tough tough kid. He's got a high pot, pain tolerance, which made that when he's out on the floor, you may not believe that. But he, once he was able to walk it off and felt the better, he was actually available at the end of the game to to go back in. But I think we were wise not to do that with the turnaround time being so quick. But he's a tough kid. And, and Kispert will be back. He's on time. He's actually a little bit ahead of schedule, whatever that means. With shooters, they're going to take a little bit longer. Uh, you know, if I came back from a sprained ankle, I could probably come back in the day because I didn't have any talent to begin with. But with him, his ability to, to pass, cut, jump, get off his toes all the time you know Corey needs that so we're going to give him a little extra time but the depth is, is going to carry us at all times and and I, I learned that the hard way when you don't have depth that next line up is really difficult our second unit has, is all guys that have started in the NBA and started multiple games and have had meaningful minutes in big games so I feel much better about the experience of this team and I think that that next man up is a huge thing and then you mentioned Anthony Gill what a tremendous polished vet he is and Another guy I can't wait for you guys to see is Taj Gibson. Taj mm-hmm. can go out and give us starter minutes if needed, and he can sit and not do anything for three or four games. And, and when called upon, he's ready to go. He's a pro's pro, one of the best vets we've ever had through here. And I think all these guys will make an impression and an impact throughout the year. And those, it's those Wednesday nights in February with about you know with with, with uh, very little at the moment. You don't think about that game until the end of the season. Those are the games these guys are going to get us through. And those are the most important games of the NBA season, actually. Those are really difficult middle of the season. You know, everybody's kind of wore out. Those games, these vets are the guys that can get those wins for you, especially on the road. And I'm excited to have those guys. We're grateful to have them here. Tommy, there's a lot of responsibility, uh, not only on your side from the business end, but certainly on the player's side when you make a $250 million investment uh, in a player. And when you had those conversations not only with ownership, with, with Brad and, and, and his representatives, um, just what you came away with from those conversations and the willingness to make that commitment to the player in that situation. Because as we've seen in the league, there are some guys that handle that very well and some guys don't necessarily handle it very well. Thoughts on observing him now that he carries that responsibility of being one of those supermax guys that is identified clearly, without question, as the face of your franchise? Yeah, you know, Bradley's been an old soul 
since he was 18 years old. You know, he's he's very rare that he's got 11 years in the league and he's he's only 29. You know, that, that's a he came in the league as the second youngest player in that draft that year. And I've been able to observe him throughout his entire career, and he's a, he's been an All Star, he's been All NBA, he's been you know thirty point scorer. But one thing he's always been, no matter what has happened out on the floor, is his his character. He's a wonderful person, cares deeply about the community here, deeply about the community where he comes from, cares deeply about basketball, grassroots basketball, and his commitment, education. He's about all the right things, and he's a hell of a player. And those are the kind of people you. You have to at some point say, okay, this is our cornerstone. This is what we build on. And the talent is there. Trust me, I think the numbers will speak for itself. But he's one of the most elite players in the league at his position. Uh, he's always been tremendous character here. And that's a, that comes with a burden, you know, that you're going to always have your name and your salary printed after every loss. Anytime the team is, is going one direction uh, that's not really favorable, People are going to hold him accountable and, and blast, and, and that's that comes with it. And he's always been mature enough to understand that. And I think throughout it all, his character has shined through. But the talent is there. I mean, two years ago, being all NBA last year, we were uh, we had a great start, but I, I think we were maybe one or two games under 500 when he got hurt against mm-hmm. Memphis on the road. The rest of the season didn't play predictable result you lose your best player and then all of a sudden it, the, the narrative somehow became well he's not a very good player or he's not this or that as like, you're crazy all what happened is he was injured and if you look at some of the top players in the league they've missed seasons and, and were able to come back and be just fine so I, I think people maybe need to observe the totality of the career the history of the league and, and where top players are and people get injured and that doesn't mean they can't play anymore and so we had no problem with that investment. Wizards president and general manager Tommy Shepard again with us, home opener tonight here on the Team 980. Uh, Tommy, I'm, I'm with you. You know, when we talked about this over the summer, and I'm not just kissing up to you because we like you and all, uh, I, you know, I, I had I no... Know that, that can't possibly be it. So <laughs> go ahead. I, I, seriously, though, I, I had no problem with the investment. I understand what you guys were doing. Uh, there are a lot of people, though, in the media, fans, whatever, that want teams that, you know, are, are in your category, let's just say, where where you're not considered, you know, uh, a top of the conference type teams or, or obvious front runners to just blow things up. Can you, from a executive standpoint, just talk about why teams like the Washington Wizards want to always retool and add and change and get better in some deficiency areas as opposed to hitting the reset button and I don't know, sucking for three years and hoping that works. Can you kind of just give us your synopsis on why your methodology is is better and smarter? I, I just believe in the players that we have and the, the commitment we have here to continuously try to get better every season. I mean, if things happen organically and it's, it's a horrible year and you end up in the draft the way it is, you know, it's really difficult to ever get the number one position I mean, even the the worst teams in the league sometimes don't end up with that. But for us, I, I look at the the talent that we have and where we want to ascend to. I think you owe it to your fans, you owe it to your players to go out and, and try to win every single game. That's that's the way this league has always been. And the top teams, you know, I think continuity, the ability to go out and compete and continuously get better. You know, I remember a couple of years back we were dead in the water and we went on a hell of a run at the end of the season, made the playoffs. Philly knocked us out. They we they they had more talent than we did certainly, but because of that experience, he had Gafford, Rui, Bradley back in the playoffs. They got that experience. I think playoff experience is always better. 
And, and there's there's as many examples you could say, well, these guys blew it up and they did this. I give you a bunch. There, there's teams that, that thought it was a good idea and they didn't see the playoffs for 16 years, 17 years, 18 years. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's there's as many examples out there. I just believe we owe it to our fans. Let's, let's get the best possible team. Let's, our players that are out there that we're paying a lot of money to, if we mm-hmm. believe in them, let's go out there and win as many games as we can. And then you cannot ever replace playoff experience. And that's our goal every year is to get there. But the only way you can really measure yourself is the wins and losses. I'm with and, you, man. I think we, we've <laughs> got to stay healthy. We've got to keep going. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think I've, I've been very transparent. We changed this roster from, mm-hmm. from training camp a year ago to now, 10 new players. I think Porzingis has been a hell of an addition. I think the the guys from this summer, certainly, Kuz from last year, the Corey Kispert, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the draftable guy, the guys that we've drafted, the rotation players now, I just see so many bright things ahead, and I know it, it's easy to dwell in the darkness. And you know, I, I think sometimes there's a there's an awful lot of chatter that, that maybe it's authentic, maybe it's not. But where we're, where we need to be is competitive. We need to continue to get better, and, and we gotta we gotta a responsibility, as I say to our fans, to our players, that let's go out and win. Let's go get the best possible roster and see where we are, and keep measuring it every year. And I'm a patient person, but I want to win. And then, but there's not skipping steps in this business and there's empty calories. You can get stuck, go for it for a year. And then you're, you're flattened out, no picks and you can't do anything for the next five years. I don't know if people want that experience or not. It's easy to say you want it. And then going through it is very difficult. I did that other places. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I promise you this, we're going to be as competitive as possible. Try to keep doing the right things and, and give this city a team to be proud of, give our fans someone to cheer for. I was going to say, speaking of the fans, yesterday was very refreshing. You know, the day after a game, we did a full hour with audience participation on the Wizards yesterday, which was great to see. We've often told people that if this team is successful, there are tons of basketball fans in this town. They want to be supportive. I'll let you out on this. The fact that, and Chris and I alluded to this yesterday, talking about it, in your first 15 games, Tommy, you're going to find out a lot about your club. Because there's some good people you're going to see here, the people you're directly competing with in the East over these first 15 games. So you're going to get a great account of yourself. Is it good to do that early so you and Wes know exactly what you have? So if somewhere down the line here you need to tinker and look around, that you have this opportunity to see how you match up with the teams you've got to beat because there's multiple Phillies, there's multiple Miamis, there's Boston, Milwaukee. They're all in there, Tommy, coming up in the first 15 games here of this season. Yeah, you know, and they'll be there throughout the 82 as well. But I I usually take the first 15 to really just focus on our team. I know obviously who you're playing is very important, but let's see how these guys perform consistently together. And what that's going to look like, win or lose, you got to kind of evaluate. Some teams right now, they, they definitely have a higher higher uh, ranking than we are. But you, you do want to measure yourself against the best teams in the league. And I think, actually, you look back over even last year where we, we had some pretty big-time games, big-time wins against the Phillies and the Bostons and teams that were in the playoffs. So, you know, if you're healthy, we think we can compete with anybody. But you got to go out and do it every night. And that's why we keep scoring. That's why it's so important to to your point. Make sure you understand what your team looks like. The first 15 games, hey, you want to play the best team, certainly. You don't want to always play them straight every every single night, but you can't pick who you're playing. And and trust me this, there's 30 teams that all every night they go out there and they're, they're 
there you got the same mission in mind, and as the season goes on, maybe that changes, and, and maybe injuries stack up or whatever happens. So you got to just grab whatever you can. Every night, every game is very important. I mentioned the first thing on this call, how hard it is to win one game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many mm-hmm. things have to go right, and it's it's just uh, it's amazing. That's what makes this game so much fun and conflict resolution every night. There's a winner and a loser, you know, and it's just fun to watch. And, and uh, as, as the years go by, I appreciate the NBA so much more. You know, this is year 29, and it's just the best, best by far professional sports league in the world and, and the best players on the planet. And I love every minute of it. Very grateful. Tommy, good luck tonight. And uh, obviously, uh, before we get to talk to you again, thank you as always for clearing so much time for uh, us and, and Scott over in PR and everybody that helped uh, uh, you know, make this happen. We really appreciate it. Best of luck tonight, okay? Hey, thank you so much. But call like you see it. If, if, if you don't like what you're seeing, let us know. But I, I promise that we're going to make a team that people are proud of. So thank you very much for having me on. Thank you, you, you Tommy. Appreciate it, Tommy. And believe me, the fans, care, like I said yesterday, the fact that the fans showed up in droves yesterday for a full hour, there have been times where we couldn't get one Wizards call, let alone a full hour's worth. And, you know, I, I fully believe it. Look, we've had several conversations with Tommy, both you know on the radio and off, on the record and off. They are working as hard as they possibly yep. can um, to give you a product that you want to come out and see each and every night. So hopefully uh, the Bulls tonight, another good opponent. That's why I said first 15 games with the teams that are coming through this building. I mean, get your tickets now because, as Tommy said, the popcorn is popping. And if you can't make Capital it out, One of course, Arena. you can listen to most games, not all games, but most games right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, including tonight. And just one real quick thing I'll say, and I know we're late. His answer, and I'm glad I asked the question, his answer on rebuilding, retooling, or hitting the, the, the bomb and blowing things up, if you missed that, hit the Odyssey Rewind, go back, check it out. Somebody write it up. Uh, Bullets Forever, write it up, please. It was really important, and it should teach people perspective of why it's so hard to hit the blow-up button and why I think – and I again, we said it all summer. It's not just because we like Tommy. The right thing to do is to try and win as many games as you can and to keep retooling and rebuilding and tweaking your roster. It's exactly what they did. And don't listen to preseason hype and expectations. I mean, look, it's hard. It's, it's one of the toughest decisions any general manager's got to make. Do I keep trying to patch it and and hope I get the right combination, or do I blow this up and start all over again? And right now, we said t- we said it yesterday. If they can keep the big three of Porzingis, Kuzma, and Beal together and healthy, I like what I saw on opening night. The question is, can you do it against these better teams now? Because you're better than Indiana. Your roster's better than Indiana right now. Can you do it tonight against a playoff contender like the Bulls? That's the challenge that lies ahead now for this team. 301-230-0980. We'll finish things up. Final half hour of the show. Dumb Dumb of the Day is 20 minutes away right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Guerrero here for another 25 minutes. Russell's hosting his own show with Doc Walker in the hallway. Doc's got burgundy and gold today coming up. 
Your thoughts, final 25 minutes of the show, open for you at 301-230-0980. You can throw it all out there. Washington, as in the commanders, wizards, capitals. Just don't throw your seat cushions. Oh, speaking I, of. I mean, I just want a little bit of credit for that. It's just a little bit of credit. I'm going to Barry Horowitz th- this. Pete, they announced on Wednesday afternoon, we're going to give out seat cushions. Yay! Wednesday night, I start tweeting about it. Yesterday, we spent part of our show talking about it. Seat cushion game. What happens if things get ugly on Sunday? All of a sudden, yesterday afternoon, I get a text from somebody. Oh, they flipped it. They've changed it. (laughs) And then someone else suggested, I don't know if this is true or not, suggested that the NFL got involved in some way, shape, or form, whether it was them asking the NFL for you know, advice, advice or whether it was the NFL saying, well, no. I mean, think about this. So common sense dictates you should never give fans an object yes. that they could potentially throw on the field, the ice, the court, whatever. Right. Think about it. When they hand you a bobblehead, you're not likely going to throw that bobblehead because it's a collector's item. You're going to want to keep that. You're not going to want to damage that particular item. Even though theoretically you could. You could. I mean, and, and all it would take would be a hundred people out no, of you but, know thirty or thirty five thousand. I, mean, I don't think anybody's throwing the Juan Soto bobblehead at Juan no, no. in right field if he strikes out. No, no I okay? no right now. If this team is down twenty eight nothing going yeah. to halftime on Saturday, the folks that are actually in attendance, those things could come raining down from yes. the stands. If if this team is down twenty eight nothing on that was my, Saturday and or that Sunday was, rather at halftime, that was my fear, right? Whether at halftime, end sure. the game, whatever. That was my fe- now. The good news is Green Bay's offense sucks, or at least it's, it's still Aaron Rodgers. It, it's still homie. Aaron Rodgers, and it's still this secondary, right? So I mean, you can see Romeo Dobbs, uh, Dobbs, 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 Dubs, Dubs, whatever. Uh, you can see him ripping off, you know, a 65-yard touchdown uh, in in one snap of a finger, and and everything will be ruined, right? But my point, I, I guess, look, I'd like to believe that our fan base is is not that low rent in terms of like that they would throw something at players or officials or whatever. But I mean, that's exactly the reason why they don't do glass bottles because nobody can trust anybody in any uh, you know arena or stadium or or uh, situation, right? So a seat cushion is not going to hurt anybody, I don't think. Um, but a seat cushion thrown from the upper deck, you know, maybe maybe does hit somebody in the head and 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 I don't well, know, maybe gives them a concussion. Look, I have no idea. That's not going to give them a concussion. But hard plastic could actually hit somebody in the eye and actually hurt them. So, I mean, you know, those things oh, have like yeah, hard good plastic point, good edges point. around. Ah, that's a good point. I, did, that's I didn't think about that. That's about the only that. way you're incurring, yeah. incurring injury here. But you you know what I'm saying, right? It Either could way, be, it could it's going to make a mockery of the game yeah. if people throw the damn things well, on the field, Chris. And that's the, and that's the problem right there. If there's any one situation... And it could be good, like rejoicing, like the original seat cushion game against Atlanta was at RFK. Yeah, but that was but late in the fourth quarter when the game was well I in know. hand. But, but what I'm saying is it could have been good and people would be like, oh, this is cool. This is recreating RFK. And I'm sure Dan would have been giddy like a schoolgirl uh, because, you know, that's all he associates with, right? Or it could have been the more likely scenario is it could have been really bad. And that's the more likely scenario. So now they're giving them out at the end of, of you know, on everybody's uh, exit out of the stadium. Let's go to line one. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? 
Uh, the old days of bat day when you walked in and got a Johnny Bench bat and sat in your seat <laughs> and never threatened to swing it. It's true. We all got baseball yeah. bats. I have, I have two baseball bats at home. Washington Bullets baseball bats from a Campbell's Soup giveaway oh. at Capital Center. Collector's items. 30-year-old wooden baseball bats. I, I had a Johnny Bench bat day bat that lasted me through like three years of Little League. They don't make bats like they used to, obviously. So, Pete, we joke about your 15 jobs and your willingness to work anywhere. I understand he's well compensated. Do you, you see Herb Street's schedule this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good for Herbie. <laughs> it's good money Port, if you can Portland get it. last night, Cincy tonight, 6 a.m., game day tomorrow morning in Eugene, and Happy Valley at 7.30 tomorrow night. Wait, what the hell is he doing in Cincy tonight? Oh, because of where he lives? His son is quarterback on one of the powerhouse Catholic oh, high school football okay. teams, but he Apparently, he's not getting much playing time. So, Also, Pete, where did you hear N'Kobe Dean had gotten traded? I can't find that anywhere. I thought I read it last night. Uh, it was uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I got Ben Valind. Um I'll have to pull it back yeah, up. Yeah, I didn't hear they that. Were, it, was, it was an offensive lineman uh, for N'Kobe Dean. Maybe it was a fake. Oh. So. Okay. Uh, Chris, over under on number of Green Bay fans in the stands on Sunday. Hmm. I say over 15,000. Ooh. And 40% of the crowd? Uh, I'll say a little bit more than 40%. I think the number does get knocked down a little bit. Two reasons. One, the Packers aren't as sexy as they normally are. Two, I'd, I'd be willing to bet a lot of people, Packers fans, that aren't in, in drivable distance to this area, meaning have to spend the weekend here, fly, whatever, spent their money on going to London two weeks ago. You know, And the weather's not going to be great either. Yeah, like. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that will knock down some of the, the – both the fact that they're not fun, they're not winning, and the fact that people probably invested their travel and road budget in London if they had a choice. Good Good gambling bet tonight. Phillies are the home underdog. Bet on the Phillies tonight. Ah, uh, you know what? I could see that. I could see. I don't. Uh, who's is Musgrove pitching for San Diego? I'm not sure. But I, I'll, I'll tell I, you what's I, a good prop tonight. Juan Soto home run. He killed it at Citizens Bank Park in his career with the Nationals. So that that, that yeah, would nice that, that would be maybe. a good prop bet. Maybe he'll get going. Have a great weekend, fellas. Thank you, Jeff. All right, I got you. a bunch of I got a bunch of reports that have um, New England expected to trade Isaiah Wynn to Philadelphia for rookie linebacker Nicobe Dean. Really? Isaiah Wynn has uh, removed all Patriots stuff from his he social was a media. Former first round pick like two years ago, who's never worked out, blown Achilles rookie year. Yeah, and Dean hasn't been able to get on the field yet for Philadelphia. So. Um, you know, we'll see. So, but I mean, I've got like multiple. Those are accredited, fact, uh, like yeah, like legitimate reports. Yeah, and and like um, my guy from ML Football, who's usually a fairly uh, decent, um, you know, says according to now even on Isaiah Wynn's Wikipedia page, says number seventy six Philadelphia Eagles. Huh. So uh, even if the even if the league hasn't, uh, you know, officially announced the deal, that would be something apparently in the uh, in the offing. Between gotcha. Philadelphia and New England. Right. So, uh, Mitch is in New Jersey. Go ahead, Mitch. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, thank God it's Friday. What's up, Mitch? Hey, uh, I, I, it'd be something if they beat the Packers. 
but I'm not expecting that. Not in the, you know, Aaron, Aaron's a great quarterback, even though a little bit of attitude there. Um, I'd love to see him start trading off some good pieces and get some high draft choices. I can't wait to see Sam. I think, yeah, looking for Sam, I don't think uh, Honegie is, you know, he's just a good backup. And one thing about the Wizards, I like uh, this Dion uh, Wright and and the, the, the point guard. Monte Morris. From Denver. Yep. Yeah, Morris. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Beal's a Hall of Famer. I think they got, they're going to get better. I think they're gonna make, we're going to make the playoffs this year. Let's hope Thanks, so, Mitch. Got a lot of work to do uh, in a very tough Eastern Conference tonight. Gives you a better indication. Indiana, probably not going to be a playoff contender, though I love my guy Benedict Matterin. They need to play him more, but that would probably come at the expense of Buddy Heald. Now, in February, Tommy wants to trade for Buddy Heald. I'm all in on that. Let's get Paulie. He's got the last word. What's up, Paulie? He's calling on the different line. He doesn't call on his private hotline. Paulie's calling on the commoner's line. What's up? Hey, Cud Pete, man. What's good, man? Rufio, man. Y'all still talking about the damn seat cushions? Good God, man. Sorry, Paulie, for talking about what's relevant. Oh, seat cushions are relevant. Yeah. Hey, Paulie. In this this town, they're relevant. Paulie, it got them to change when they were giving them away to after the game as opposed to before. Hey, uh, really? So that's what we talk about, seat cushions. You know, not the Green Bay Packers. You know, not 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 uh, not Andrew Norwell, but we talk, talking about seat cushions. Okay. Uh, we've talked about the All Green right, Bay look, Packers anyways, several man. times today, Paulie. If you've anyways, been listening, man. we even talked about man. Andrew Norwell. All that, all that, you're falling for the trap, man. You're falling uh, for the marketing trap, Paul. You got to get that wax out that, of your man. ears. We we, we, no, we don't care about seat cushions, man. We care about getting a win. That's it, man. Hey, look, I want to I want to jump in on what y'all said yesterday, though. One of the things I forgot about, you was talking about the Wizards and Gilbert Arena. You talking about the three. No, the three to me that was most significant for the Wizards outside of the arena and all of them was uh, Wall, Bill, and, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. That's what they was missing. Yeah. But that, 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 Paul Pierce was a, was a great puzzle for that team. And, it, and and you notice they haven't been the same since when they didn't sign Paul Pierce back. And, and you know what, so though? And, and Paulie, you're right, because Paul Pierce took some of that pressure off of John and Brad at that time. Because he was a Hall of Famer. Because he was a Hall of Famer, right. He knew how to win. Yep. Hey, hey Paulie. Paulie, what, what are you going to do with your seat cushion? I'm going to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, man, we're going to win on Sunday, man. All that other talk is loser talk. Right? All right. We winning on Sunday. I, I, all right, three or four. We, we on our way back, man. I hear Get you. that ball to Gibson. Get that ball to Robinson. You know what I mean? Let's put that heat on on, 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 on AAA, Ron. You know what I mean? We're coming out with a win on, on Sunday, man. I don't want to hear none of this loser talk for the rest of the, rest of the afternoon on 980. Let's be positive, man. Paulie, the program director. W, man. Paulie, appreciate Thanks, you, Hoss. Look, I picked a win last week. Russell picked a loss. What will we pick this week? One only knows. We'll tell you coming up after Dumb Dumb of the Day, which is next, following Chris and What's Trending. 
All right, no Jahan Dotson early on the practice field for the Commanders. Obviously not a good sign after re-aggravating the hamstring yesterday. Team made a couple of roster moves. Kalik Hudson uh, signed to the 53 from the practice squad. Troy Apke's back, everybody. Celebrate on the practice squad, at least for now. Tariq Castro-Fields on the injured reserve list as they get set for the Green Bay Packers. 1 o'clock game day coverage here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app beginning at 9. Doc, we'll have you covered on your way home from FedEx Field, even if you're a cheese head right here on the team 980 post game meanwhile from the athletic dc ted leonsis has emerged as the front runner to buy the washington nationals according to multiple athletic sources we just talked to tommy shepherd earlier this hour president gm of the wizards home opener tonight against the chicago bulls right here on the team 980 uh, if you missed any of the great conversation make sure you hit the odyssey rewind feature at the team 980 or the podcast coming up later the team 980.com and that's what's trending Certainly, coming up next week, we'll be talking about this. In addition to Monday, I believe, the fallout from Washington and Green Bay. Ted Leonce is closing in, as we kind of suspected, and I felt based on his answer to Scott Abraham, the way he worded it respectfully uh, towards Scott and respecting the process, that uh, it appears as if Ted and his group are closing in. The only thing is the timeline bothers me a little bit. Um, you know, if it doesn't get approved until early 2023, I wonder what kind of restrictions that places on Mike Rizzo chasing, uh, you know, free agents uh, here in the offseason. Uh, maybe those conversations have already been had at some point. If, you know, uh, there's a, you know agreement that seems to be pending, maybe there's some parameters out there uh, for Mike uh, as to what he can spend here in the upcoming offseason. But let's face it. Ted is invested in Washington, D.C. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, if, if his group eventually does pull this off and acquires the Nationals, uh, coupled with uh, his acquisition of NBC Sports Washington, there's no doubt in my mind uh, his continued investment in this town, call it a monopoly, call it what you want. But it's a guy that's investing in your town, investing in your city. And some people aren't in it for that. And Ted just continues to invest here. In this town, putting his money where his mouth is. So, and he's got powerful partners too, with a lot of money. But you can't you can't do this without great partners. No, no. and he'll, he he'll also and first. he also knows the other clown. He, I mean, he he can night and day. You know, night just, and day. No matter what you think of Ted, it's night and day. Not even close. And they're they're from what I understand, Insult, insulting to Ted and his yeah. his ownership yeah. groups. And and Ted knows knows how bad obviously that situation is Ted, Ted Ted's group will never ever get to that point yes no. you can be mad that the right. Wizards haven't won in years I, I look I'm a I've been a Bullets fan since I was a kid man my mom used to work there I'm sitting in aisle seats watching Gervin and Elvin go at it in the NBA playoffs in 78 okay as an aisle seat as an eight-year-old I, I I'm in like Flynn with all these teams okay and yes it's a Tommy even said it a little while ago it's results-oriented business but I'll tell you, I can guarantee you one thing as we're sitting here. Ted and his ownership group will never embarrass you like that other one has. I can promise you that. That's 100% that I can guarantee you about Ted Leonsis and his ownership groups, if, especially if he pulls off another team. Uh, kudos to them because that's, that's amazing business. Right, right now, you know what time it is. Yep.
It's time for Dum Dum of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Ah, yes, indeed. And this is going to be actually Dum Dums of the Day. And you heard Cat Scratch Fever coming wow, back. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, this is kind of a really twisted, sick story. So a couple that was from out of town on Sunny Isles Beach in Florida late last month went into the water off the beach and they were having a catch in the water. The problem was they were throwing a scared, you know what little kitty cat all around in the ocean and throwing it, like not catching it, throwing it so it would land in a wave and an ocean. I've seen the video. It's awful. So what happened was the two, the couple, right, a concerned bystander who happened to be a nice lady based on the video that I saw, she called the cops. She called the beach police. They they come and they say, oh, what's going on here? And the couple starts getting resisting arrest, screaming at the cops, uh, and doing all sorts of things as they were passing this tiny gray cat back and forth again now out of the water they had to get tackled the man had to uh but again they were throwing the poor cat like a football like carson wentz throws footballs into the ground oh no wait well they were in the water but you get my point you get the point try to go for something here people it's disgusting video eventually they were arrested after being asked to leave the beach for violating the rule prohibiting animals on the beach but they were arrested john legary i guess is how you say the guy's name and 22 year old jamaria wayne of course uncooperative arrested then for charge with two counts of battery and an attempted battery on a law enforcement officer and resisting arrest uh and he was charged with uh resisting arrest and animal cruelty both are misdemeanors both of you suck you're both you both should be just sent out into the ocean and let to drown because don't do that to a poor kitty cat congratulations your chris's dum-dum of the day yeah i can't see me throwing my shady around uh in in the ocean like that um just you know look here i don't i hope nobody dies I i don't want anybody to die for anything but I do hope that they suffer from like a hemorrhoid the size of a golf ball in their rear end for about a week and a half. Okay, that seems like a perfect. That's a, that's a nicer way to say it than a what I perfect said. punishment yeah. uh, for them. Hopefully, and, and you know what? I, I hope the hemorrhoid's the size of a of a softball. Make it as big as possible. That's pretty Make big it hemorrhoid. so big that no amount of preparation H mm. could give them any relief for about a week and a half based on what they did uh, to that cat. Uh, Win, lose, or draw Sunday, Washington, Green Bay. I picked a win yesterday on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Mm. Did you pick Washington or Green Bay to win? (laughs) I picked the Washington Commanders to win. So I guess I got to stay with that. But that was was more of a homer pick because I – I'm trying to will it. I'm trying to want it. I don't actually believe they win this game, especially without Johan Dotson. Taylor Heineke has you toasting Heinekens when it's all over in a dramatic Joey Sly 35-yard field goal that doinks off the left upright and through the goalpost. Oh, my gosh. As Akeem in a Coming to America said, it will deflect in between the big H. Joey Sly, he's our guy. 23-20, Washington. 
over the Packers. More questions for Green Bay following the game, and we'll celebrate Taylor Heineke and Sabah. We'll call in first thing Monday morning to Kevin Sheehan and said, I told you, Kevin, I told you. Heineke! All we had to do was get number four in there, and Matt will be handing out more Taylor Heineke membership fan club cards. All you have to do is hit him up on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Me 93. For Russell, I'm Pete. I'll see you at Navy Houston tomorrow at noon in Annapolis. Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Doc is next.